Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I am super jazzed to be continuing the conversation about what we can expect in terms of entrepreneurship in 2024. I call this process environmental scanning, and it's absolutely critical because it's what allows us to be responsive and proactive to things that are going to be influencing the work that we do, the way we serve clients. And I typically think of this in different buckets. And in the corporate world, we often refer to it as pesto or pestle. And so political, economic, social, technology, and other. And other often encompasses things like environment, legal, and regulatory spaces. So as we begin this conversation, I really want you to think about what it would look like for you to pause and examine what is happening in your business and what is happening in those different spheres that will make a difference for your business operations, your business strategy, and how you engage with prospective clients as well as how you serve the clients that you already have. Last week on the blog, I highlighted three different areas that I believe are going to really surface and continue on into 2024. The first of those was the rise of social entrepreneurship and social impact related activities, businesses, and clients are going to continue to exist in this space where they are really trying to make sure that from a consumer perspective, the businesses that they're investing in from a product or service perspective are actually going to deliver on their promise and businesses are going to continue to have to showcase what they're doing in a truly authentic way. The second area was embracing technology, but, and I left it purposely vague, but at the end of the day, I think we're going to continue to see AI, automation, and really leveraging technology. That will continue to be a really important part of how we increase our efficiency and our effectiveness. But the key here is to find that right balance between tech and human touch. And I'm going to dig into that one in depth in just a second. And then the other part I mentioned on the blog is a continued focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And, you know, this has been a piece that we've seen a lot of fluctuation with over the last year or so, last couple of years, honestly. And we've seen it kind of go in vogue, out of vogue, but at the end of the day, consumers, much like they are demanding that businesses use their work for good, employees and those same clients want to know that people are included, that they are not being excluded because of a whole host of factors, whether that be racial factors, ethnic factors, immigration factors, sexual identity, orientation, etc. So those factors are going to continue to be very, very important, even if we see shifts in the way companies are incorporating that work and showcasing how they are 
being inclusive and diverse workspaces. So today, given that backdrop, I want to dig into a couple of different areas and really elaborate on some of the issues that I mentioned above, but then take some additional ideas into consideration. And I want to start with this piece around technology, particularly AI. We have seen, gosh, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say a complete explosion in the use of AI. And it's not that it's a new thing, but the way we are using it and what it is being used for has really amplified over 2023 and will continue to do so. In fact, I was reading um, Entrepreneur Magazine and there was a whole section on predictions around AI. And as I was reading through them, I thought, man, this is a really interesting space for entrepreneurs and small businesses. And here's what I think we're going to continue to see we will see businesses getting very creative especially as economy as the economy you know continues to shuffle up and down we will see businesses continue to be very creative with how they use their resources how they outsource their needs and the thing that is super interesting is that ai has such strong potential to cover a whole slew of things everything from image and video content creation and generation marketing and sales messaging we've seen that like in spades um, almost in some cases to the detriment we'll talk about the human element of that we've seen websites being completely designed through prompts um, whole businesses built around prompt libraries and the other thing that I think is going to be interesting and I hadn't really given much thought to, but I just begun playing around with this is using AI to test the effectiveness of different pieces of the business. So for example, plugging in sales messaging and then asking it to play the role of a questioning client or playing the role of someone who just doesn't see the value in order to again streamline some of that messaging and to think about how you deliver your sales content your sales calls in a slightly different way i think it could be a really interesting approach to also look at your processes you know plugging your processes in and then troubleshooting like where where are the gaps where are the opportunities to make these things more efficient and then just overall increasing our creativity planting an idea and then using it to really start to think about what are some new ways that i could think about this concept think about a topic that you talk about all the time and just using it as a tool in your arsenal the thing is that as I said on the blog, and I'm going to say over and over and over here, and certainly into 2024, people still desperately want the human touch. I don't think I mentioned this before, but there's a, the Surgeon General this year put out what they deemed a human health crisis. And that is that we have an epidemic of loneliness, that we are lonelier and more disconnected now than we ever have been before. And that's where you can really stand out in the new year when you're leveraging that technology 
really thinking about where is the human element necessary and what is that human touch that really starts to help people see that this is not just about tech and simplifying and streamlining and automating all the things, although I encourage you to automate to the extent that you can, but really thinking about what do the people in your ecosystem, what do they value and where is that human touch going to make the most difference? I heard uh, a colleague of mine talking about how she had received an AI cold call. And I thought to myself, if I get an AI cold call and someone wanted me to purchase their services, it would be a hard freaking no. Like maybe there are places where automated AI sales calls make sense, but for high ticket services, especially, that's a big no. So really be strategic about where you are using AI, how you're using AI, and the same with your other tech, you know, everything from automating your onboarding processes, intake processes, um, the whole nine yards. Take a look at where it makes a difference to have that human touch and go the distance with that. The second thing I wanted to talk about is the economy. And this year has been a roller coaster. Sales for pretty much every business I know have been on that revenue roller coaster, even for those businesses who have, in theory, done everything that we are quote unquote supposed to be doing, right? Consistently showing up, having a consistent message, and not, you know, creating those gaps that we get into when we start to doubt whether or not our messaging is landing, right? Even those businesses have seen dramatic increases in sales and dramatic decreases in sales. And it has very much been feast or famine. So I think we're going to continue to see some of that happening in in the new year. And what that likely will translate to and what we have started to see is that people are going to be more judicious with their money. And I think that's especially true for any high ticket investment. I was having a conversation with a colleague who runs a ghostwriting and publishing business where that service is a big investment and it has been up and down. And that's because when there is economic uncertainty or perceived economic uncertainty, people are more judicious. And so I don't anticipate that that is going to go away. Um, I also think that people are going to be more diligent in their research about you as the founder or the deliverer of services. They're going to be more um, critical of whether or not you actually deliver results. They're going to want to know exactly what's included, what level of access, etc. And again, that comes back to some of that human touch that I was talking about before when it comes to dealing with AI and tech. People want to know that they have access to you. So the result of that, of course, is that there is more selectivity. People are going to really take their time to think about whether or not making the kind of investment that they need to make, especially in service-based businesses, makes sense for their business, for them. Is it something that they really need? So this is an invitation to really think about 
your messaging, your marketing, how you are communicating the value of your services, really showcasing the work that you've done with real life clients and you know, looking at how those clients got the results that are similar to the results that you're going to be providing for people who are examining whether or not they need your services. So that level of scrutiny is not going to go away. So it's worth taking the time to really examine where are the opportunity is in your business to shore those things up. Um, And that is going to primarily show up in your sales and marketing, but it could show up in the way you deliver your services, et cetera. So that kind of brings me to the third area, which is taking a hard look at your business and making sure that the pieces of your business are strong. Everything from clarity around your strategy, knowing exactly what your vision and values are and that they're woven through the entirety of your business. Everything from the offers you've created, the way you serve clients, the experience that you provide, how you treat your team, how your team shows up for your clients, all of it will matter. So doing the work of examining what is working in your business and what isn't with a really critical eye is going to be worth the effort because it's going to translate into additional clarity an additional ability for you to fix those gaps and highlight or amplify the opportunities that set your business apart. One of the resources, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes, is what I call your client attraction scorecard. And it really does take a look at the sales and marketing process for your business and how you start to serve clients. Everything from the beginning of onboarding through client service, through offboarding to help you see where you might have opportunity areas. So feel free to grab that. If you're questioning what is working and what isn't, that is a really good place to start. The last area that I want to talk about is really around social impact. And you guys know that I have been really honed in on creating spaces where social impact leaders can come together, where We are seeing more and more consumers, employees, the general public wanting to know that the people that they're investing in are using their dollars for good. And if not outright for good, certainly to do no harm or to minimize harm and negative impact. That is not going to go away. If anything, it's only going to increase as more and more Gen Z's move into the workforce, that is going to continue to be a huge driver in terms of sales and really making sure that your market share is being tapped into because those individuals care about these issues so deeply. So one of the things that you can start to think about is really looking at what your business is doing from a social impact perspective. Do you have a stated partnership with a philanthropy or a nonprofit that is aligned with your business? Do you have ways that you are contributing to causes that are important to your community that are, again, linked to the values of your business, to the vision, to the expertise that your business provides? Where are your sales coming from? And what is the resulting impact of that? 
And is there any harm that is resulting? So a great example of this, I, I read a really interesting article about Patagonia. You know, they are probably one of, if not the leader in environmentally sustainable clothing even though that industry is really struggling to do no harm they recognize that there are um, a lot of areas to grow and they are leading the charge in that and one of the things that they talked about is just because you create a product or a service that creates social impact if the product or service doesn't work or is ineffective it actually has harm built into it meaning in the case that that they used it was an example of a rain jacket they built an environmentally sustainable fully recyclable rain jacket but the reality was that consumers didn't like it it was loud it was not effective at keeping the rain out and so people were like well i don't want to buy an environmentally sustainable rain jacket if it doesn't actually work environmentally you know the next logical thing is that environmentally sustainable clothing doesn't make sense so rather than continue to do harm in that space they took a look at how to create something that was effective that delivered on its promise and either did no harm or moved the cause forward so i share that example to get you thinking about the what ifs what do you do if your business has inadvertent harmful effects? How can you mitigate those and then move the needle into positive spaces? How can you be more curious and ask the, the what if questions that encourage curiosity, not just with yourself, but with your team? And how are you bringing in external perspective to help you get out of sort of that cloudy brain that we often get into when we're so close to our businesses? Really think about what your business can do from a true and authentic perspective around creating positive change in the world. That is going to be one of the game changers. There is just zero question about whether or not businesses that do social good, do environmental good, they may take some of those short-term losses, but they will ultimately win out in the long-term battle because of all the reasons I said. And if you're curious, dig into the blog because I go into detail about stats and population demographics to really showcase like what we're actually talking about and why this really matters. So I hope that's been helpful to start to think about, you know, what do we need to do in order to be responsive to what is coming in 2024 and what we will continue to see all of that again you know it really as a business owner a big part of our responsibility is to take a look at what's happening around us to scan the environment and have an understanding of what is coming down the pipe one of the things i haven't even talked about that i think is going to continue to be a trend is ethics in service there's been a lot of talk, particularly in the coaching industry, about ethics, about certification, about governance. That's not just in that industry, but it's in every industry. A desire by consumers to be able to better trust institutions when 
institutional trust is at an all-time low. So this is this is the beauty of kind of pausing what we're doing in our businesses in the day-to-day and what I think of as look up and out at the world around us and scan what is happening from a political perspective, what is happening from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective, a tech perspective, and all the other stuff, legal, regulatory, etc. All of that stuff shapes the way in which we do business. And when we can be ahead of the curve, when we're aware of what's coming toward us or what we're in the midst of, that's when we can start to differentiate ourselves and be responsive to all the things that might be influencing clients, potential clients, the way in which we serve, all of that gets influenced by what's coming. So I hope that's been helpful. I will throw a couple of resources in the show notes for you to start thinking about the scorecard I mentioned. I'll throw the blog link in and really encourage you to think about what is coming for you in your industry. What is happening in those different buckets that's going to shape the way you show up? I am really excited for what the new year is going to bring and the opportunities that will likely come with it. And probably more than anything, the part that has me super excited is just the possibility of being more creative, having different tools at our disposal, and thinking about how to run our businesses differently and more effectively while amplifying the parts that really make it unique, those human pieces. So I hope you are excited as well, and I would love to hear from you. What do you think are the trends that you'll be seeing in your own industry? And what things are you excited about? What are you nervous about? All of that is the juicy goodness that we get to explore as entrepreneurs and business owners as we look into the future and try to anticipate and respond to what is coming before us. So I will leave you as I always do. Be bold, be courageous, and go make an impact.